Welcome into another special edition of New Track Record Podcast. Caleb Hatch with you, and we are joined by Jack Harvey, driver of the number 60 Meyer Shank Racing Honda. Jack, thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. Now, Jack, qualifying was kind of a uh, bizarre thing for you over the weekend. Saturday, you went out on your first run. First few laps were solid. Then something happened, an issue with uh, one of your Firestone tires. Did you ever get an answer as to uh, what happened there? Um, hmm. no, uh, not exactly. It's uh, an issue that Firestone haven't uh, seen before. The severity of it certainly has never been seen before. Um, exit of turn one on the very first lap, I knew we had a knew we had an issue. So it was pretty, uh, you know, evident from the start, which was uh, for sure a bummer because I think at that part of the day the track conditions were much better than when we actually went out through our uh, you know qualification run. I thought that run actually had some promise, and for the time of day was uh, you know reasonably sporty. But um, yeah, very very unusual problem for Firestone. You know, I have full confidence you know in them as a uh, you know tire manufacturer. Uh, you know, sometimes those things happen. Uh, you know, occupational hazard, as some might say. But um, yeah, we would love to kind of get to the bottom of exactly what happened, and uh, you know, it could just be as simple as you know one of a thousand tires maybe has a uh, you know minor issue. Now, you're starting 20th, same spot you started in last year for the race in route to a top 10 finish in 9th. How do you feel about your car so far as you prepare uh, for Friday first and then for Sunday? Yeah, I think the car's in uh, you know, decent shape. Uh, you know, certainly was hoping to have qualified a little bit better than where we did. Uh, you know, I think for sure in, our, in qualifying the car had much more speed than that so that was a little disappointing looking forward to the race um you know we showed last year what we can do starting in exactly the same uh position so yeah naturally pretty optimistic about how the race is going to go and you know frankly having been involved in a few 500s now as long as we're on the lead lap um you know anything can happen so a lot of pressure now for the guys on pit lane to do a uh, you know a good job all day a lot of pressure on me to make sure i have a good start restarts etc you know when they come around but um yeah i mean you know i've seen people win from all over this uh, you know starting field so um yeah mate optimistic that we can have a great day regardless of where we're starting now over qualifying weekend and fast friday it seemed that honda had an obvious clear advantage when it came to raw speed but what about in race trim? Did you notice any kind of advantage, or is it still kind of a toss-up at this point? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's a little hard to say that you know Honda had a clear advantage when you had you know two uh, two Chevy cars in third and fourth with both uh, you know Renus VK and Ed Carpenter. I thought they looked uh, like they were absolutely flying, you know, and certainly I feel like they pushed and forced the hand of Colton, who then, you know, pushed and forced the hand of, uh, you know, Scott Dixon. So I feel like it was pretty close and pretty competitive, actually. Um, you know, I think Honda have been doing a really fantastic job. And, you know, I'd say if they if they have an edge, it's, uh, you know, a very, very small one because of how great both engine manufacturers are. And I think heading into the race, we're, we're very confident with our underpowered machine that it's going to be uh, where we want it to be on race day and you know that's just down to all the people at hpd for the continued hard work to keep trying to perform at uh, you know this uh, this level now this is your fifth 500 start but it's the first time 
you've had a direct teammate. Now you've had technical partnerships uh, with Andretti mm-hmm. and then uh, Schmidt Peterson and the Arrow Schmidt Peterson version of the team. But this is the first time you've had a direct teammate at Meyer Shank Racing, and you add a pretty good teammate with Elio Castroneves, as a three-time winner. What are some of the things that you have learned throughout the past couple of weeks working with Elio? Uh, I mean, he just has such a great feeling of, uh, you know, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, what a good car feels like, what a bad car feels like. Uh, I think the thing I probably learned the most from Elio is probably how quick he is to tell the team when it isn't good and, you know, isn't what he needs. Um, That being said, he always seems to be very happy to try and, you know, work with it until it gets to a point where, you know, you, you can't anymore and, you know, I've noticed that in that moment, perhaps he's a little stronger than I am at, uh, you know, just going, hey, this isn't what I need. This is what I want. Like, let's let's try something else. Um, you know, I think he leads his 06 team very well. I thought he did a fantastic job in, in qualifying. Uh, I've, I felt like maybe in qualifying mode, we had had a little bit more speed than he had, uh, you know, throughout practice and whatnot. So it certainly felt like we could be starting up there right with him. But, um you know, I think the biggest thing we learn from Elio is, you know, the biggest question we ask ourselves anyway is, what does it take to win the Indy 500? And the best thing about having Elio as a teammate is he's done it, you know, so he can answer that question for us. And, um, you know, he, he's been so amazing to just be a part of the team. You know, he's very gracious of information that he shares. He's been absolutely awesome in the way that he's tried to immerse himself within, you know, the Shank racing organization. Um you know, and, and, and I hate to, I don't want this to be like an oversimplification, but he has been everything that you would hope someone of his uh, talent, someone with his racing resume, um, you know, and for sure going to go down as, you know, one of the best IndyCar racers ever. He's just, he's been all the things you would hope someone like that would be. And you get to work with him a few more races this season. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I asked Michael the other day, and I just said, look, I, I think it would be awesome if the 06 car got more races next year with Elio as the driver. I, I just feel like I learned, you know, so much from him, and just the, the little bits of information that I'm, I, he, he shares, you know, from when we were in St. Pete, you know, to Indy Road Course, and then just throughout the 500 week uh, of practicing, you know, is so, so invaluable, and, you know, to the point where, you know, whatever happens in the future, Elio is a guy who, you know, I would love to, uh, you know, stay involved in the team and, you know, maybe try and be a mentor or whatnot just because he's got such a, a nice genuineness around him. Um, you know, I really, really enjoy working with him. Sounds like I've got a little bit of a man crush, I know, but um, <laughs> he's, he's just been, he's been such a perfect teammate. Now, Gotta know, who has the best hair between you, Elio, and Michael Shank? Well, uh, well, I think we're winning the hair contest. I know people like Connor's mullet, but I have to say I'm not overly fond on it. (laughs) Um, Who's got the best? Do you know, maybe Elio. You know, it's probably the shortest. Maybe it's the easiest to, like, maintain. But, man, he takes his helmet off, and it's, like, in the same position. So I feel like consistently through the day, he does. I feel like if we're going out for dinner, maybe I could maybe sneak it. Um, and I hope that when I'm 50 plus, I've got hair like Shank. So <laughs> we'll wait and see, babe. 
Now, with Elio, ha- have you guys done, like, have you tried to do any kind of a, a, a dance-off type thing with him? Or has he shown you any moves? I would absolutely never try and have a dance-off with Elio. I could probably out-Star Wars trivia him. Uh, my Star Wars trivia is pretty strong. But um, I- I'm certainly not busting out a salsa in front of him any time. Or, you know, Walls, especially, considering he won... The whole show, uh, you know, I can embarrass myself in multiple other ways without having to do that one. But if I'm if I'm not mistaken, you are a m- much better baker than Elio is. Uh, I don't even know if Elio bakes. I actually like to bake. That's been a hobby of mine probably for the last few years. Uh, you know, that which I really enjoy. Um, I don't know if he bakes. I kind of I get the vibe from him. He's more of like a cook. So maybe between us, you know, he could do. The main, I could do dessert. Michael will probably bring some bush light. You know, it's a good, it's a good combo. <laughs> What's uh, what are some of the most recent things that you've baked? Uh, my carrot cake is pretty strong. Uh, my girlfriend absolutely loves banana bread, and casually reminds me of when the bananas are ripe enough to make it, which is always very kind of her. Um, I'm, when it comes to desserts, mate, I'm honestly pretty simple kind of guy i always operate on this less is more you know so i'm i'm maybe not always making the most fancy stuff but i do think it's pretty tasty now your inspiration uh for baking did it come from the uh british baking show or is this something that came well before that um no i mean it mostly came from there i mean my uh my grandma on my dad's side uh was a fantastic baker i'm told and you know, my great auntie, same size, you know, is a wonderful baker. And um, I guess maybe it's kind of always just been hiding there. But, uh, yeah, I, I was bored one day, started watching The Bake Off on Netflix. And, uh, you know, about three episodes in on there saying, you know, trying to tell them how they should be doing it better and what they could have done better. And, you know, at this point, I've, I've never made anything in my life. So, you know, I'm like the ultimate sofa coach. At this point, so I thought, well, I might as well try and give it a go, and then kind of got uh, got hooked on uh, hooked on baking, which people tell me isn't the most manly thing and whatnot. But uh, at the end of the day, always making good sweets, and you never know who you might have to uh, bribe with a cookie one day. So uh, it all helps, mate. That's true. That's a that's a great point. Back on the racetrack uh, this season, you've had a, a couple of strong runs, including one at St. Pete, and looking like you'd have a strong run. And not only the uh, GMRGP, but also the second Texas race as well. Some things didn't go in your favor. But this is a team that seems to be knocking on the door to the first win. Uh, can you kind of like sense that it's coming? Or is there just kind of like you just put your head down and if it happens, it's going to happen? I mean, both, really. Um, you know, I think you could look back on the first five races and think that we you know, very realistically could have had three podiums and battled for four, um, you know, which would be a fantastic start of the season for any driver or team in the NTT IndyCar series. So, uh, you know, I thought NDGP, we were in a, a very, very strong position to fight for the, our first win. Uh, not sure whether we would or not, but at least we were in position to fight for it. And I think that's the big, the big takeaways right now is, you know, how... Um, how good everyone's doing, how much everyone is trying. Uh, also, no one's panicking at this point. We're also just trying to take it as it comes. So, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly get the sense that it's, uh, it's, it's there and it's brewing. 
But, um, yeah, we're working hard every day. Every time we debrief, you know, do any preparation of any kind to uh, hope that the next race is the one it happens at. All right, Jack. Well, good luck this Sunday. And, uh, hey, maybe that could be your first win. That would be pretty epic. All right, Jack Harvey joining us. Jack, thanks so much. Thank you. If you want more of New Track Record Podcast, head to NewTrackRecordPodcast.com. Sign up for our email list so you never miss an episode. You can also find us on many different podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts. And if you follow us for free on there, do us a favor. Give us a five-star rating. If you're really nice, write a review. You can also find us on Spotify, Overcast, CastBox, Player FM, iHeart, TuneIn, pretty much anywhere you find your podcasts. You can also find episodes posted at 1380thefan.com and on the weekend at wowo.com. Plus, follow us on social media. You can follow us on Twitter. Our handle is IndyCar Podcast. And like us on Facebook. Just search for New Track Record. And you can also send us an email, newtrackrecordpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back with more special episodes leading up to the 105th Indianapolis 500. This has been New Track Record Podcast. Podcasts by Federated Media.